Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone. I'm Patricia Raskin, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And as you know, um, for the past 20 years on Voice America, I've been bringing you amazing experts that really talk about positive living, positive thinking, empowerment. And today we have just an amazing person uh, on the other side, on the other side of the globe. Uh, his name is Ken Honda, and he uh, is in Japan, and he is a money and happiness expert. He's a best-selling self-development author in Japan, with book sales surpassing 7 million copies since 2001. His latest book is called Happy Money, The Japanese Art of Making Peace with Your Money. That was published by Simon & Schuster. He's a founding member of the GiveFluencer Network, and you can learn more by going to KenHonda.com. Welcome, Ken. Hello, hello, Patricia. It's such a great honor. I'm so happy to be on, on your show from the other side of the planet. Yeah, yeah thank you. I'm going to read something that, that uh, you've written that I think is very powerful. You said, mm-hmm. when it comes to money, I've heard many people say that they want more, but rarely anyone who says they have too much. And I've met only one man who said he had enough, my mentor, Wahi Takeda. Most people around the world are unfamiliar with this great man, but to put it in relative terms, he was like the Warren Buffett of Japan. I believe my success is a direct result of Wahe's philosophy of arigato, thank you, consistently and applying his marrow up philosophy to my own life and business. Wow, that's powerful. Wow, yeah. so what is, what is marrow? Marrow is an abbreviation of magokoro, which means sincerity. So uh, Wahe was uh, one of the um, most wealthy men in, in Japan, and he built his fortune by selling cookies for babies. And mm-hmm. uh, he was known for his philanthropy uh, activities. And I, I was lucky enough to be taken as one of his students. And um, I asked him many questions about money. And his teaching was very Zen. So it took me sometimes months, sometimes years um, after um, he says something, just a simple two or three words, and then uh, it strikes you in a few years. And so I'm still learning from him, even though he passed away a few years ago. Yeah, I think you said that it was because it was called a state of selflessness, the opposite of ego. Mm-hmm. So uh, once again, uh, Maro is. Um, uh, sincerity. So if you just improve who you are and if you become more sincere, um, your clients, your your, um, your supporters will will increase and they support your financial um, financial yeah. well-being. My, my question, Ken, is why is it that people don't make peace with money? Why is there such conflict about it? I think it's because we have so many emotions attached to money. Yeah. Wealthy people uh, sometimes get uh, stuck with greed and also guilt. Um, sometimes they, they feel like they, they, have, they have to have more. That's greed. And also they feel guilty for having so much. Um, some of the children of wealthiest families have to go through this. And also if you are financially challenged, you feel shame. And also mm-hmm. guilt around True. not having it. True. So either but way. Yet, but, 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 yet, but, but if I asked you this question, and mm-hmm. you, I'm sure you've met many wealthy people and, and interviewed them and been around many wealthy people, are they necessarily happier than people who are not wealthy and why? There is a st- statistics, as you may know, that if you make more than $90,000 U.S., your happiness level doesn't go up as high as your uh, income goes. So mm-hmm. it's more of your attitude. You know, once your survivors or take uh, survival is uh, right. guaranteed, your happiness level doesn't go up because it, your happiness comes from your inner satisfaction and that comes from your relationships, not from your wealth. So um, you have to pay attention to your um, your air or your energy in life mm. is what Wahe used, used to tell me. 
But would you say, Ken, that certainly happiness gives you, I mean, money gives you more freedom and freedom can bring you happiness. What would you say to that? Yes, to some extent. But even if you uh, have uh, all the money in the world, if you don't know how to associate with human being, you get stuck in a huge mansion alone. And you may have um, uh, uh, housekeepers and drivers, but you know uh, they don't necessarily bring you happiness. So you have to have somebody who who love you and who who care about you, not about your money. So the deep satisfa- uh, deep satisfaction and uh, um, deep relationships um, make you happy, not the money. Interesting. You talk a lot about paying it forward. Tell mm-hmm. us about that. So once you know that you, you have more than enough, which I think um, um, middle class people in industrialized countries such as America, Europe and other countries, um, we can share what we have. And um, uh, the more the more we share, the more we share, the more uh, happy we feel because we feel like uh, uh, we are contributing uh, to some people outside of our family. So um, sharing what we have and sharing what we know and sharing our heart, uh, sharing our kindness, our generosity, uh, touch many people's heart. And uh, by touching other people's heart, uh, somehow human beings tend to feel happier. So Mm -hmm. this uh, connection with strangers make you happy. Yes. Yes. Not your bank account. Yeah. You know, you tell a story um, in your book and on your site about taking your daughter to to the park to play and and witnessing a mother and her young daughter fighting. Tell us that story. It's very interesting. Yes, it was about uh, almost 20 years ago um, that um, it was almost 20 years ago when my uh, daughter was small. We used to spend hours in a park nearby. And uh, I saw um, a mother and daughter having a fun time at the swing. Uh, Just they showed up a couple minutes and then uh, a few minutes after they they came, uh, mother said, your mom has to go. And, and the daughter was saying, we just got here. And she was right because they literally got there. But mm-hmm. she said, I have to be at my office in about an hour or so. So I have to be uh, home uh, and then get ready for work. And she was, uh, the, the daughter was crying so hard. We just got here. We just got here. But she was drugged by her mother. And uh, my daughter and I witnessed and, uh, uh, that uh, drama. And uh, my daughter was kind of wondering what happened. You know, she was too small to figure out. And I really felt shocked. Like, why? Uh, why she has to go? And I realized that uh, we are stuck with work. And if mm-hmm. we had uh, some money, not, you know, huge money, uh, she could have spent uh, another hour or two at the right. park with her daughter, which mm-hmm. she probably also wanted as well. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, maybe I should do something. And and then I I went home. I started writing uh, not a book, but uh, a few pages of essay on how I became uh, financially free, which was a uh, start of my, uh, many books. Right, and I think what you just that story you just told is an example of how money can buy you happiness when it gives you freedom. Because mm-hmm. if they could have stayed another hour, if the mom right. didn't have to go to work, she would have had the freedom to have that enjoyment with her child. But that True. had to be cut short. So I think in that sense, I, I think, the, and, and I, I really would love your opinion here, the problem seems to be that we attach money to our happiness and things you know we buy the car we're happier we have the bigger house we're happier we go on that big fancy trip we're happier but that isn't really it is it ken mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um you know she didn't ha- uh, have to make more money she she could have given up buying another dress or a bag or uh, something and then she uh, is uh, for that money um, she um, she could have saved the money and then uh, she could have stayed at the park. So it's more of our uh, money and time management rather than, uh, you know, you have to make it and, and earn a lot of money. 
So it's about our priority in life. But we are so brainwashed in so many ways to spend more, earn more, and spend less time with the family members. It's almost Mm. like a conspiracy going Mm. on that, you know, we're not allowed to spend quality time um, with our family. So I spent four entire years, uh, just three of us, my daughter, my, my wife, it was a jewel in my life. And so when I die, uh, before I die, I just probably remember uh, the, that, uh, those five, uh, four years that I had in my life mm-hmm. instead of just um, uh, think, uh, thinking of all the glories and success I mm-hmm. had in my life. Ken, do you think that COVID-19, the coronavirus, do you think that that in some ways has brought people together because they've had more time with family? You know, they haven't yes. been running to their car and running to commute. They, they mm-hmm. haven't been on the treadmill, if you will, as much. Yes, definitely. I wrote a book on a new beginning, you know, uh, in, it's in Japanese. Um, and in that book, I said uh, coronavirus is a, a a big shock for all of us, and this will uh, be the beginning of our awakening and to really important lives. Uh, do do I want to focus more on work, money, family, my leisure time? Uh, but definitely, we ha- we're given opportunity to think twice or three times about what we want to do for the rest of our lives. And because of my book and uh, what's happening, a lot of people start sh- uh, shifting their lives into more uh, uh, slow lifestyles. They move out of the cities and, and they restructure th- mm. their lives, literally. And I'm very happy to see the change, especially uh, young generations of Japanese. Uh, they, uh, you know, if you're men in, in their 20s, they work to death. But uh, because of uh, not only my, my books, but because of the influences um, uh, that uh, what's happening, they uh, cut down the workload and they uh, work outside of the office and they just enjoy fishing and hiking right. and uh, less time at work. And I'm very, very happy to see the change happening right now. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, Dan Buettner wrote the book Blue Zones, where he traveled around the world to find the five happiest and healthiest places on the planet where people live the longest. And there were often rural areas where people ate a plant-based diet. They had tremendous community. You know, it was um, they lived in altitudes where they were moving and walking all the time. Mm-hmm. Different kind of life, you know, where people just were there for each other as community. And I think sometimes we lose that because we're so busy driving ourselves. Right. So you also have something called transform your relationship with money in just 21 days. Mm -hmm. And then you have something also called the money EQ. Explain that to us. You know, um, my father's a very successful tax accountant, and uh, he uh, started teaching me about money when I was very small, like six or seven. He used to take me to uh, near a shopping mall, uh, a bunch of uh, stores, not like a fancy ones, you know. So, and and since then, I've learned about money, and I realized that there are two sets of money uh, wisdom. Uh, I, I call it money IQ and money EQ. Mm-hmm. Money IQ is uh, money intelligence, which deals with uh, um, tax code and, you know, all those knowledge about um, how to increase your money, how to save your money, all the tips. And at the same time, uh, most smart people on the planet make stupid mistakes emotionally and they lose everything. I'm sure you've, you've heard of the news um, of the f- famous celebrities, you know, the celebrities mm-hmm lose everything you know mm-hmm. they make uh, millions of dollars but uh, they they lose everything because of stupid mistakes and they're half uh, financial mistakes but most of them are emotional ones and so uh, emotional intelligence around money is also important and in fact I now think that emotional intelligence is far more important than uh, money intelligence money IQ so I started teaching um, about money EQ 20 years ago, and I've sold eight, uh, now it's uh, eight million copies of mm. my books. And uh, a lot of people got got the idea that uh, having a, a more peaceful relationship is a key, not having more money. You know, yeah. uh, you, have, you have to have some, 
But right. more money can actually be a burden to your life and your family members. So uh, having a better relationship um, counts more. All right. My guest is money and happiness expert Ken Honda, who's a best-selling self-development author in Japan with book sales surpassing 7 million copies since 2001. His latest book is called Happy Money, The Japanese Art of Making Peace with Your Money. And he's a founding member of the Givefluencer Network. You can learn more at KenHonda.com. And we'll talk next about the Givefluencer Network, what it is, and some of the incredible stories of people that he's met who use their money and also use um, their peace, and they combine their spirituality and their success. And, and if they don't have a lot of money, how they give back. So um, we'll talk about the correlation between money and happiness next. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice will be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Are you looking for a happy lifestyle? Now that's a crazy question, isn't it? Everyone wants to be happy, but we struggle in trying to figure out how to get there. Want help with that? Then tune in to Say Yes, Be Happy with Natalie Botros. Find out about the Bon Vivant Girl lifestyle and learn how to enjoy every aspect of life and be happy. Say yes, be happy. Listen live every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone we are back and you are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And my guest today is Ken Honda, who is a money and happiness expert and best-selling self-development author in Japan with book sales surpassing 7 million copies since 2001. His latest book is Happy Money, The Japanese Art of Making Peace with Your Money, a Simon & Schuster published that. And he's a founding member of the Givefluencer Network, which we're going to find out more about in this segment. Learn more at KenHonda.com. Welcome back, Ken. Hello, Patricia. Thank all, you. All right. So tell us some stories about people, you know, who have found that happiness in terms of, 
you know, their professional life, their personal life, uh, their spiritual life, you know, where we say money doesn't buy happiness. It mm-hmm. certainly helps us with freedom. But the happiest people you know, just tell us a couple of stories about how they're able to integrate all of it together. So uh, happiest people I know are the people who know who they are. So uh, I have many students. I do a big seminars all the time. I teach thousands of people at one time. And uh, my mentor group is also, um, uh, I've done a lot of mentoring group. So I've um, had this privilege of knowing many people in depth and very close to them. And, and for the past 20 years, I have seen people uh, start their own business. And some of them took their company to public. And some of them um, expanded from five stores to 20 stores or mm. uh, 300 stores. And the other way around, too, they cut down, um, shift down from five stores to one to focus on really what they love. So it's interesting. It's up to an individual uh, who want to do more, they can do more. And who want to do less and find happiness, and uh, they can do as well. So, uh, for example... Uh, one of the um, one of my clients was a doctor who um, realized that uh, seeing patient um, is not does not bring joy. So he ended up being a uh, sculptor, mm. which is a big change. And mm. now he's not. I guess he's not as making um, making as much money as he used to. But every day he wakes up in the morning with gratitude that. Uh, he can express uh, himself through uh, art. And that is a fun uh, shift I have seen. So, and Yeah. Ken, how, how much do you think gratitude plays into all of this? Uh, it's, it plays a very important role. Um, it's more of a, a gratitude of who, who you are. I'm very mm-hmm. happy and uh, grateful about who I am. I used to uh, not hate, but I used to dislike myself. I didn't like myself, in other words. But now I love myself. I, mm-hmm. I'm so happy that I am, I am who I am now. But I think uh, loving yourself or liking yourself is very important. And even if you're very successful, uh, like a doctor or a lawyer or whatever your profession, um, you may, if, you don't, if you cannot love yourself or like yourself, your happiness level goes down. What do you say, people, Ken, to people who've been successful in business and maybe had a rough time, you know, with their business, maybe had to close their business or declare bankruptcy, and but they're still, you know, they're still successful people. What do you, you know, what do you say to people who've been through rough financial times? What's your advice there? Yeah, I have interviewed so many millionaires and billionaires, and they at least they have experienced a few setbacks in their lives. So whoever um, had to file bankruptcy, I always said, congratulations. <laughs> you know, this is the beginning of a new life. Mm. And uh, depending on your prosperity consciousness, uh, people can snap back to where, were, where they were in, in a matter of uh, years. That's just four or five years. So um, the temporal, uh, temporary, uh, temporal setbacks are not uh, eternal. Uh, it just happens. And then... Um, if you have great friends, one, um, for example, one of my clients uh, lost everything, but he's, he, he had many wealthy friends. So uh, his uh, friends donated $10,000 each, and then 20 of them donated um, the same amount. So he got back in business with $200,000 in cash. It's love money. So mm. if you have friends like that, um, you can you know, come back right in. So uh, I think uh, he was uh, taking care of his friendship uh, in a great way. That's why he lost everything financially, but he could come, out, come back uh, very easily. So uh, what you uh, focus on in your life is very important. Mm. And then um, depends on uh, where you are. Um, it doesn't really matter because uh, your prosperity consciousness is the level you, you go back to. So if you yeah. have full of uh, prosperity consciousness, um, you can go back to um, your original place very easily. 
And mm-hmm. so that's why the other uh, the other way is true. Uh, even though you may you hit uh, twenty million dollars in lottery, you lose everything in five years because your prosperity consciousness is very low. So right. it's interesting how I, I call it money container. Yeah, I have a question about this, and I think it's again yes. it's a little little tricky. So you know, if you have prosperity consciousness, but let's say you've had a financial setback and you're watching, you know, you're being careful, but you you really want something. And you're saying, well, you know, I really shouldn't because, you know, what if, you know, that sort of lack, you know, what if mm-hmm. I can't build again? Do you think it's important to, um, you know, get some of those things that you really love and risk that rather than, oh, I can't. Oh, I can't. No, I just have to wait. I have to keep waiting. So, in other words, instead of that fear of it could happen again, you know, within good reason, um, mm-hmm. giving yourself something that you really love. What do you think about that concept, Ken? Yeah, I think uh, uh, healthy detachment is very important. You know, Wahei used to tell me in Zen teaching. So if if you're if that the car or the house that you want uh, you want to get is yours, it will be yours. If mm-hmm. it's not, it won't come to you. So mm-hmm. uh, if it's Wahei uh, often talk about destiny. If it's your destiny, it'll show up. If not, it won't. It's like the same same thing with a partnership. Even if you love somebody and uh, dying to get um, to get him or her married to you, but uh, you know uh, you can work hard, but sometimes it works, sometimes sometimes it doesn't. So if it's if it's your destiny to be married to this person, he or she will just uh, act accordingly. And if not, it's it's not your destiny. So, so how how do you help people show. accept that? Because people. As you know, it's hard for them to accept destiny because they don't know what the future is going to bring. So many times they're trying to make it happen. How do mm-hmm. you help people kind of relax into it more? So um, I have interviewed so many people and uh, I realized that, um, for example, just uh, just imagine they're in their 60s now and they're very successful and happy now. But uh their original ideas and dreams are so different from where they are. So they ended up being where they are now, and they're happy now. So life is that way. You know, you you set uh, forth to towards your dream, but a lot of things happen. And then you're taken to uh, somewhere that you never even imagined. You know, you thought of going to New York, but you could end up in... Los Angeles, you know, it's a different direction. But uh, if you can find happiness with where you are, I think it's a good deal. So you have to be flexible in that sense, too, because life, uh, happiness comes from two sources, getting what you want and satisfied with where you are. So if you focus too much on getting what you want, you always have to feel frustrated. And if you feel uh, so happy with where you are, you lose a drive to, to um, move towards your goal. So you have to have this balance between getting what you want and sati- satisfying with what you got. And there's always this uh, dilemma. Uh, and I think everybody has that. But eventually, uh, at the end of the day, I try to uh, close my account. And, and then, okay, you know, today didn't go as well as I, I thought, but this is, way, this is what it's supposed to be. So... Uh, every day, I find happiness and uh, a moderation, and and then I can start another day. Um, so by doing that, you really uh, uh, feel that uh, whatever you do will bring you happiness, not results. Because, um, uh, for example, you may get fired from uh, your company now, but you could find another one that suits you more in a couple of years. So. Uh, relationship is is the same thing. Even if you have a ugly divorce now, you could end up uh, meeting somebody that suits you more uh, a couple of years but, later. But Ken, you have to have that mindset because there mm-hmm. are people that can have that ugly divorce or lose their money and say, "Well, it's over. Forget it. I'm never doing this again." You have mm-hmm. to again. What you're talking about is that mindset of, you know what? I'll do it again, and this time I'll do it in a way that brings me joy. Correct. That's exactly true, Patricia. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's the hard part. Right. Because we have these voices in our head. 
We uh-huh. should be here. We should be here now. We should have already been able to do that. How come mm-hmm. we got set back? How come, you know, that shoulda, woulda, coulda. <laughs> yes. So, and, and it's a fun, fun part as well because we realize that um, by experiencing those, we can be generous to other people who are experiencing yeah. similar setbacks. And also, we can relate to those who are struggling as well. So, I think. Uh, uh, we are becoming a better human being because of our setbacks. Just imagine a, a person without any setbacks. You know, he or she would be arrogant and cannot really relate to other people. But if we experience, you know, uh, uh, certain loss and setbacks, we can be nicer to our, us ourselves and Very also true. with other people. So I think it's it's important. Do you think, Ken, there are some self-help things that we should do to be able to develop this mindset, like meditation, breathing, journaling, exercise, walking, um, nutrition, good <laughs> sleep? What do you think? There's so many ways. So I, I recommend you do your own way. I, I'm a big fan of journaling, uh, journaling and uh, I'm a big fan of walking. So, um, you know, you can do so many different things that will suit you. But you have to know which one uh, could cause certain results. If you uh, fall in love with uh, uh, retail therapy, I learned a new word uh, from my friend in English. <laughs> uh, if you do that too much, of course, uh, it'll be harder to make both ends meet. So certain therapy you know, has some consequences. So you have to be aware of that. But I think in general, uh, try something that, that will bring you joy. That is the only criteria. Mm, so true. You know, in your book, you talk about um, happy money and unhappy money. Like unhappy money is, you know, getting money after an ugly divorce, mm-hmm. you know, or receiving a salary from an employer you don't like, but mm. can't bring yourself to leave. So those are some of the of the unhappy, and there's quite a few more listed. But then the happy money must be things like, give us examples of happy money, Ken. You know, I've seen a one-time... Um, 10-year-old boy uh, buys a, a string of flower rose to um, his mother on Mother's Day. I just was so impressed and I enjoy it so much uh, by looking at his face full of joy, full of pride that he could give something to his mother. So I, I'm sure you know he probably spent a, a week uh, full of um, his allowance, but he, he knows you know his money is well spent to make uh, his mother smile, and also um, a, a, a dollar bill um, find um, in an envelope from your grandparents' uh, uh, happy birthday card. You know, it's th- just a dollar or ten dollars, but uh, that will give you a good feeling, like you're, you know, you think of them and just make you smile. And and all the money you receive from your clients saying thank you. For your service, and I really appreciate um, you for doing that. So all the thank you money you receive is happy money. Mm, wonderful. All right, we're going to take a break in a minute. And when we come back, we're going to talk more to Ken about um, what money means to us. You know, wh- how do we relate emotionally to money? Do we like money? Does money like us? So talk about some of those things with Kim when we come back and then we'll talk about reasons why people want money and you know what um, very much about how money can really serve us and again make us happier but not money itself but sort of the value of, of what we bring with money and how we can help others and ourselves as well so my guest today is Ken Honda and he is a money and happiness expert We are talking to him from Japan today. Sounds like he's next door. He is a best-selling self-development author, and his book sales surpassed 7 million copies since 2001. His latest book is Happy Money, The Japanese Art of Making Peace with Your Money. And he's a founding member of the Givefluencer Network, which we'll talk about in our next segment. Learn more at KenHonda.com. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests. 
new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a shakeup in your online entertainment? Then listen for the Information Edge with Darren Yancey. It's time to take a fresh look at the politics of our economy and its impact on you. Darren and his guests will explain these rights, legislation, and observations in sectors that affect people around the world every day. Imagine a podcast that makes you stop and think. That's the Information Edge. Tune in every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Brave Hearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Brave Hearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back you are back listening to the patricia raskin positive living show right here on voiceamerica.com america's voice and my guest today is money and happiness expert Ken Honda, who's a best-selling development author in Japan. And that's who we're talking today on Skype. And it sounds like we're next door. His yes, book sales, indeed. I know, his book sales have surpassed 7 million copies since 2001. And his latest book is Happy Money, The Japanese Art of Making Peace with Your Money, uh, published by Simon & Schuster. And he's a founding member of Givefluencer Network. So before we talk about the sort of the emotional attachment to money, what is mm-hmm. a Givefluencer? So Givefluencer is uh, um, uh, it's a TV network. Uh, it's it, it's going to happen. So uh, a bunch of people who love to share and uh, who love to share what they know, what they have. So we're going to start a show on how to um, how to give more with what we have and mm. and share our wisdom, share our uh, sometimes financial resources and sometimes share our heart. So we're just, we are at the sort of like a beginning stage of creating a TV TV or you know so podcast series mm. on um, focusing and inspiring people to give more. And this would be online or on YouTube so people could see it globally. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Great. Uh, Great. Uh, a few members are doing uh, a so, lot of research and helping. Wonderful. So let's look at people who give and let's talk about the emotional sort of aspect of giving. So here are some questions you ask people in your book. Mm-hmm. Does money help you with whatever you want to do? Or is it an obstacle that always gets in your way? Because of money, have you been unable to start your dream project or leave your unsatisfying work? Do you like money? Does money like you too? 
What stories do you tell yourself about money? Do you find yourself saying the same things your parents did about money? There's never a much enough. I wish I had more. I work so hard and I don't earn enough. All right, talk about that. Very interesting. <laughs> yes, uh, I can talk about hours because this is fascinating. You know, my favorite question is: If money were, were uh, was a person, who would it be? Would it be a cold person, or a mean person, or a generous person? Okay, so, so you know who comes to mind when you say that. Yes. The first person that came to mind was Mother Teresa. Oh. Another person that came to mind was Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. Um, who else comes to mind? Because I'm thinking about you know people who are really philanthropic, and have really made. I mean, there are so, so many. There's so many. Yes, Bill, so. I think Bill Gates. I think uh-huh. Bill Gates. I think so has Patricia. really been such a good steward. Yeah, so you are, um, for you, money is for philanthropy, you know. So uh, that means uh, money is love in your concept. Uh, if you are uh, uh, suffering from um, paying debt, uh, uh, some people say uh, money could be a, a monster, like a mafia type of person because they're always there to threaten you. So it's interesting. Uh, it depends on where you are and who you are. Uh, it's it's very uh, surprising, you know, what kind of answer you get. So uh, if you uh, have so much fear on money, uh, the money uh, person would be monstrous and cold. Oh, uh, come to, sometimes come with a gun. So you know, uh, uh, those pictures are not yours, Patricia. So mm-hmm. I'm so happy that uh, you have a happy uh, money ideas. But it's surprisingly, you know, um, uh, cold, terrible person that um, people just um, tell me that money is. Really? You hear yes. that? Yes, just ask around. Or maybe you have uh, happy friends, but you know, ask, uh, ask around generous, general, general people. You'll be amazed how many different kinds of answers what, you get. Why do you think that is, Ken? Why do you think that yeah, is? It's because, uh, because of our upbringing, uh, we associate money with a mysterious uh, person. Uh, because we don't know who that is. And, you know, we know everybody knows money is important, but uh, money is not a reliable person for most of us because money is not there when we badly need it. And, uh, uh, and also we have to pay back every month uh, when it comes to mortgage. You know, it's almost like an obligation, mm. like, a, you know, slavery uh, contract that you have to yeah. uh, be, show up on my work because I have a, this contract to become a slave. So, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, these sad images around money... So, it's oh. as though money owns you, is what you're saying. Yes. The money starts to own you. Mm-hmm. It's and, uh, running it's because, you. Yeah, it's because we've been taught that way since we're five or six. Yeah, very interesting. Tell mm-hmm. us about any courses that you're teaching online, Ken, or about your work globally. Yeah, Mind Valley is a company that promotes me. So if you Google money, Mind Valley and Money EQ course, um, they will um, they offer uh, your course on Money EQ. And so I have some, t- tell us the website again. Uh, Mind Valley, V A L L E Y. Mind Valley, M I N D V A L L E Y dot com. Yes, and Ken Honda Money EQ, it'll show up. And I teach uh, classes online for free, and I will start online uh, salon sometime soon. So um, you Google my name, and uh, a lot. I'm I'm going to do a lot for um, for free, so people can benefit. So uh, I'll just you can find my name, and um, I have done a lot of interviews in English as well, uh, and I'm. Um, translating some of my books into English. So hopefully you get more English material. There are a lot of fun stuff, uh, you know, all the, yeah. all the joy I have collected over the past 20 years. So, What would you say to somebody, um, what would your advice be to somebody who's struggling with money? It kind of, you know, it's, it's running them. I mean, what, what would you say to people who need to have more joy in their lives around money? Yeah, so first of all, take a look at your relationship with money. Why did you become um, um, who you are? It's because of your parents and the way we believe what money is, what life is. So start transforming your relationship with money. Money can be your friend. Money can be your uh, slave owner. 
money can be a master. You know, you, money can be many different things. And um, if you just realize that, oh, this is this is all I created, and then you are in control of money situation. And once you're in control, uh, you can turn things around, and you don't have to become the victim of this financial system. A lot of people feel uh, that they are uh, taken into the system and uh, they feel victimized by the system. But it's actually, it's not. You have to take a look at what's really there. Hmm. Hmm. What would you say would be one of your major messages to listeners? You know, if they took one thing away from your whole concept of happy money, what, uh-huh. would you want them, what would you want them to get? My mentor Wahe said, Arigato in, Arigato out. When money comes in, say Arigato or thank you. When money leaves you, also Arigato again. Mm. So you just appreciate um, about money and then you can start the flow of happy money. So and- Arigato in, Arigato out is my message. Okay. And what do you say to people when the money goes out and they get scared? Right, the money goes out, and there's mm-hmm. that little fear, like, "Oh, is it going to come in again?" Yeah, just breathe deeply and say, "Say to your money, thank you, money, for being with me. Come back with your friends next time." And then you kind of laugh, so it relaxes you. So yeah. you have to yeah. just let go of this tense feeling that um, money just took part of you and then left. No, money is coming back with your friends later. So just, you know, seeing off your friends, uh, very close friends, say, hey, it was fun. Thank you. Just take care. Just come back again. So yeah. once so it's, you ha- it's that trust too, right? Yes. It's a trust. Mm-hmm. There's a trust so once, involved. Once you're feeling that warmth in around money, your financial situation changes as well. Mm, yeah. But again, as you said, you have to. Now, also, though, Ken, you have to do some. You can't just sit. Right. I mean, you also have to do things to generate that money. Yes, exactly. So that's uh, more of after happy money. You have to find who you are, find your gifts and how to monetize it. But that's a whole another story. Uh, so I have um, at least 30 books on how to find your gifts and monetize it. And that's uh, what uh, Japanese people's favorite subject from me. Right. Meaning, meaning don't just t- take a job. But try to find yeah. what you really love and what your passion is and yes, find something find around passion. that. Yeah, that I, that I actually have done. I have really, I've always really known my purpose and passion, which is to do this work. So that has, that has held me. Even, yes, even when, sure. you know, the money will go up and down, mm-hmm. that has held me. Yeah, Patricia, yeah. you're the lucky ones, you know, but uh, we're not so lucky. Uh, probably 98% of us are still lost and still find uh, in the process of finding our life purpose. So that's why I'm helping people to find who they are. So find who they are, find who you are, and express who you are. That is the beginning of your abundance. So, and yeah. that will bring you joy and also money as well. Yeah, yeah I think that's, that is just really so important. You know, it's it's interesting. I have a friend, and it really um, it really struck me. Thinks very differently from me, and mm-hmm. was telling me a story. And it almost, uh, I mean, it just it's so different from my thinking. I, the capsule of the story is that had this person had a client, and the client um, really wasn't very kind to her, and she thought she might lose the business. So what she did is she went around and had someone else sort of get the account, but she's really going to work with that person sort of undercover so she'll still make the money. Mm-hmm. And she purposely had that person badmouth her to the client so that person would get the cl- the account so she would still be in it. So she feels like she, in a way, gotcha. I gotcha. You know, mm-hmm. I'm still getting your money even though because you think that I'm not doing this anymore, but I really am because I'm doing it through this other person who now is becoming your client, but I'm really splitting it with him. And I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm listening to this going glazed. I mean, it's just, I just don't think like that, Ken. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, some, some people are uh, thinking that way. They're, I call them virtues. Vultures? V-U-L-T-U-R-E? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it just, and first of all, uh, why would I want you to badmouth me and say I'm a bad person just so I could make some money from it? Uh-huh. I, I, it, it just was very foreign to me. And, and I actually said that to the person. I said, look, I said, we're friends, but we're very different. I just uh-huh. don't think that way. And it gave her a lot of pleasure that she was able to still make it happen for herself, even though uh-huh. she had to go behind the back. I'm going, Really? <laughs> yeah, so um, you know, money is interesting. It shows up your personality. Yeah. You know, some people uh, think that getting more money is th- is the rule of the game in yes. life. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate so, that. So uh, you know, I I respect all the people's rules, and still, you know, I can enjoy my life. So the idea is understanding why people are driven uh, by yeah. a certain way, and I yeah. think she yeah. obviously has a rule. Uh, making more money is the most uh, the most important thing over friendship. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and well, look at the consequences. <laughs> yeah, it could be very true, very interesting. Well, she's not like that all the time, but that this really sort of it really made me think. You know, maybe think mm-hmm. about it, and and I think your book really, you know, Happy Money really speaks to that old other side of it. Is how do we use money to be happy and help other people to be happy. And that's what it's all about. How can people find your book, Ken? So it's a yellow smiley book. Um, uh, all the major airports have them. And I think uh, all the major bookstores and probably you can order Amazon. Uh, it's okay. probably easier to do that. Uh, all right. It's Happy Money. It's a very happy simple money. title. Bye, Ken Honda. Ken, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on this program. I want you to know that. Thank you so much, Patricia. Honor is mine. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. All right, stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, um, you can find me on Facebook by liking me, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. You can write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com, and I'll send you a copy of my monthly newsletter where my guests are, and Kim is in my newsletter. I will be in um, my newsletter. So uh, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity to find out who are these great people coming on the program. Also, um, if you've been thinking about having your own show, your own podcast, you know, and you've got really some great information, I help people put their own podcast shows together. So please contact me, Patricia, at Patricia raskin.com and it's all on my website remember stay healthy stay happy get the support you need and know that you can make your dreams come true all right and it, again it's been an honor and a pleasure to interview ken honda and just to tell you again that he's a best-selling self-development author in japan and his book sales have surpassed seven million copies since 2001 and his new book is happy money the japanese art of making peace with your money again thank you so much ken And thank you so much, everyone. All right, everybody. Bye for now. I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.